What's up, boys? We are back with the CNB Sports Show. I'm your host, Braylon Brakefield. Along with me, co-host, good friend, Cole Lepchitz. Cole, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? What is going on? Uh, back with another ep- another episode, man. It's uh, feels good. I love when we have guests on too. Um, really changes up the waves and and uh, gets the brains thinking. Yeah. So we have a guest with us today. He is, I guess you would say, the host, one of three from the Unclever podcast. Blake Wingo. So Blake, how are you doing? Yeah, co-host. I'm good, man. Co-host, don't don't get the other two guys after me now. <laughs> yeah, that's what they'll be on my they'll be on my case. See, I don't feel like that's a. If uh, I go out there throwing down the host, now, dude. I don't feel like that's a slot to say you're the host. A slot to them. <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, yeah, I kind of uh, I kind of steer the thing. I'm I'm the one that talks the most, I guess. But you know, everybody has to have a role. You yeah, know? I feel like you're the and those two guys play. That you're the point guard. You're dishing it out. They're getting up the shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. That's the only time in my life I've ever been referred to as a point guard. So <laughs> usually, yeah, I'm more like a third string power forward most of the time. So yeah, y'all, I'm a I'm a huge fan of y'all's pod. I think I've listened to every episode. The only reason I haven't listened to the newest one, I got about two minutes for where I had both of my kids asleep today, and then when I woke up, so I haven't got to listen to that one, but. Y'all got a unique thing going on where you just kind of talk about whatever you want. Like you just bring in random people who are masters at stuff, or y'all are, y'all are off the wall. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to get uh, you guys on for sure at some point since y'all are masters of the sports podcast realm, right? So <laughs> no, it's a yeah. We do we we get we get we try to get try to get people from different backgrounds on just to uh, you know pe- things that we think people would find interesting. And, uh, you know, we haven't, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to step up our guest game. We've got a bunch of really good ones in the hopper that have been kind of in the hopper for a long time, but making them happen is, uh, is kind of difficult. And we, we're not up to the second, like you guys are, cause, uh, you know, with, with sports and stuff, y'all have to be on top of it, current events, right? Yeah. So with, uh, with us, we, 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 we get together and record anywhere from two to five episodes at a time and so it's normally three that's kind of what we do we release one every monday and uh that's kind of our kind of our schedule right now and hopefully one day we'll get to where we release two a week but but uh yeah we got kids also so <laughs> yeah that makes it a little tougher yeah i know y'all have had uh yeah everything from having nadots on talking about how to survive if you get attacked by a dog to brent wilson talking about <laughs> flying planes and Cameron Soulsby talking about the WWE and then you talking about hiding in the woods with a Sasquatch gear on running from people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like we start with like, okay, who, who are our bros out there? Who do we know that, you know, we can get on and talk about something interesting. So we kind of started that way, but, but from the, from the jump, we've, we've been kind of, you know, putting hooks in the water. And so, we actually have a legitimate Bigfoot hunter that's supposed to come on oh, to talk. Sick. So we kind of, yeah, yeah. So we were kind of, re- I reached out to him really early on. And then uh, when he heard the episode, he thought it was funny. And so I don't know, but now I'm like, 
now I'm timid because I don't know how to handle the guy, right? Because it's just like, all right, we think it's just like a big joke and good for a last, but he's going to come home and talk about, like, legitimately finding, you know, a Yeti. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So That'd be we, awesome. Yeah, there's – Y'all go ahead. No, you got it. So uh, we have Blake on. We're going to do a draft of goats. Just anything you can think of where you look at it and you say, hey, that's the goat right there. That's as good as it gets. We did. We got an order. It goes me, Blake, Cole, Snake Draft, of course, then I'll wrap back around. So with the first pick, I feel like I have to stick to my guns. and I'm taking the greatest eater of all time. I'm taking Joey Chestnut. He's on another level. Nobody's even close. Just every July 4th, he breaks his own record. And he's doing it with ease. Like, it's just a, a fun hobby to him. That's a good one, man. I think that um, Joey Chestnut's performance this past year is probably one of the best. Um, you know, he breaks his record and choke slams a guy. Darth Vader, of all people, um, <laughs> just puts him right in, the, right in his place and just goes back to back to the glizzy game and i don't know man dude the dude is crazy i mean the 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 dominance of that long i think it's been like like 25 years years. yeah it's insane yeah it's something crazy of of uh his eating expertise i mean it's and to be so skinny too i just wish he'd kind of send out his his pointers for that part but dude's metabolism just must be through the roof yeah you're not gonna believe this but I thought there's no way that we'll step on each other's toes just talking about random goats. <laughs> sure enough, that that was right out of the gate. You took one. That was going to be my third rounder right there, and you took it right out of the gate. I figured they'll. Yeah, Chestnut is definitely the goat. He is. The, you you figure there'll be more than more than one where we step on each See, other. See, I was thinking the same thing. I didn't think anybody would have that. I have ten right now, and I don't expect any of them oh, to get I, drafted. <laughs> I had I he he was my number he was my third rounder. I, I already had all kinds of uh, other world because the reason that he's the goat as far as competitive eating is because everybody knows him for the Nathan's hot dogs, but he you know he's got so many other records as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. like tons. Uh, I got I got a a big list of them pulled up that was like unbelievable. One of the ones that blew my mind was the uh, Big Macs. It, 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, just Mac it's sauce alone. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but when he come on the scene, it was like, you know, because you remember how big a deal was uh, Kobayashi was? Yeah. And then and then uh, Chestnut comes on the scene, and I think Kobayashi, the, like he had maxed out at like 50-something maybe, like 54, 55 or something like that on the Nathan's Hot Dogs. And then Chestnut comes on the scene. It's like year two. He puts down seventy six. Yeah, that's like which is that's his still his record. I think, but that's like that's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah there's crazy. Been, I think it's been like since anyway. two thousand or something. He's won every year but one. And it was like when his fiance left him, and he talked about he was like severely depressed. And that's like the only year that anybody else has even won it. That's wild. Yeah, it is wild. Well, I guess I'll have to go back to the drawing board for my third round pick. Um, so, should I go ahead with my first then? Yes. All right. So, with my with my first pick in the goat draft, 
I'm taking the greatest sports movie villain of all time, which is Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago. Okay. From Rocky Four. From Rocky. Okay. From Rocky Four. I mean, let's let's seriously. This guy, he the reason he's the perfect villain uh, for a sports movie, and I considered others. I considered others. I mean, he he was everything for that particular time period that was despised. He represented everything that people hated. You know, Russia, steroids, <laughs> Russia. Uh, yeah. I don't know. People people were moving away from a flat top in a hurry. Like he he represented it all. Like the the training montage. I don't know if you guys remember the training montage where it's like Rocky's out in the wilderness and he's like, or he's at the cabin, you know, and he's like uh, pulling the wagon and chopping wood and running through the snow and all that. And then Drago is in the. Um, He's in the, uh, you know, like in the state of the art laboratory, getting shot up with with steroids <laughs> and uh, punching all the the pressure sensitive, uh, you know, targets and all that junk. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I just think he kind of stands out above all others. There was one other that I considered, which was none other than uh, Shooter McGavin. Let's see. Ah, how did you yeah. know? <laughs> Good call. Good I call. thought that's where you were going. Get, you said, bro, get out of my head, you said man. sports villain. I started nodding my head. I was like, here comes Shooter McGavin. Yeah. I didn't see Ivan Drago coming. Get out of my that's head, man. One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shooter McGavin was <laughs> was up there for me. So, anyway, the goat of sports villains, Ivan Drago. That's my number I one like pick. It. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. Um, so, for my first round pick, um, you know, I th- it's a little bit against the grain, maybe, uh, maybe kind of out there in left field. But I'm gonna have to go with uh, <laughs> with uh, Jesus Christ as my goat. I mean, I feel like he is um, now that is literally the wow. greatest person. Man, of, feel just bad. the greatest person of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I when I saw that I got the third pick, I was like, okay, somebody might get this one. Um, and yeah, no, I, I'm really glad it was still there. I feel like he's just literally the best human of all time. Um, you know understatement <laughs> i mean i don't yeah. even know how i don't no, even no. know the words to describe him i'm honestly speechless uh when i was trying to think of like a little <laughs> little thing to say about him i was like man i mean there's i mean a whole book about him you know pretty much a whole half of a book so um and uh yeah so yeah i mean you know i'll just i mean that kind of speaks for itself I'll just, yeah, go, G- I'll just leave it at that. Jesus was on the board, and me and Blake yeah. took Joey Chestnut and Ivan Drago. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the one who works for a church, so <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what that says. So, yeah. I thought um, I didn't think about yeah. that, though, but then I was like, that's not fair if you take Jesus. But, I mean, well, you got to try to win the draft, so I'm with you. I mean, yeah, apparently I got smashed in the last draft, so I got some redemption. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta prove myself. Yeah. Well, you um, just picked all the redemption you needed right there. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what uh, that's what he's uh, all about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, true. That's true. All right. Uh, for my uh, second round pick, um, probably going to go here in a little bit, little bit different direction as far as morals. Um, but I'm going to have to go Barry Bonds. 
Um, I'm a big baseball guy, and I think he's the best baseball player of all time with or without steroids. Um, wow. I, I mean, I just think that um, putting bat on ball is 90% of the battle. And I feel like he, there was only a couple that did it better than him, and he did it with far more power than those guys. And, uh, you know, he's, <clears throat> he was truly a five-tool player as well, even when he was younger. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I was that, a like? huge fan of Young. I mean, I, li- I, I, I like Young Barry especially, like, you know, with the man, the stolen bases and the, and the hitting and stuff, just as an all-around, all-around good hitter. I mean, obviously the, the, uh, the home run race and everything was like a spectacle to behold, but um, you know, I, I hate that it. I hate that it happened so fresh after McGuire and Sosa. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like people I, people got so hung up on the home run race with McGuire and Sosa that I feel like when Bonds came along, it was kind of like here he is, you know, blowing that out of the water. But I feel like people were, I don't know, a little numb for what was happening. Yeah, I still think yep. of. I think of Maguire and Sosa when I think about the home run race and when Bonds blew both of them out of the water, really, like five years later, I think is what it was, three years later. But, mm-hmm. of course, you already know I'm with you. He, I think he's the best baseball player of all time. Definitely the most feared. Yeah. All right, Blake. Yeah, for sure. All right, here we go. Let's go with uh, – Undeniably, the goat. You you want to take a guess, Braylon? You you in my head already? <laughs> so in the dome. I'm going with the greatest TV wildlife personality of all time, Steve, Mr. Irwin. Steve Irwin, the crocodile that, hunter, yeah. the goat. Undeniably, yep. the goat. People can come in here and give me some of that Jack Hanna talk all they want, but that's garbage. Nobody done it done it like straight Steve. trash. Nobody bags. done it like the crocodile hunter. I mean, 100%. he he gave his life he gave his life to it, man. Literally, I mean, he's the goat. He's all yeah. you think about. We had an episode of our no for certain for certain nobody. I mean, all these other guys you you don't see them you don't see them uh, you know walk up on a you know fourteen foot crocodile in the wild and just jump on his back like Irwin would or. Or go up and pick up, you know, a brown snake, like one of the most venomous snakes in the world, and just grab it by the tail, like a like a six seven footer, and start playing around with it. He uh, he was a man, and we we did an episode of our podcast where we did a you know a, a dinner dinner guest. You know, what what four people would you want to uh, to invite to dinner if you could invite anybody, living or dead? And although I didn't invite him, he was he was way high up on my list because I think he would be the life of any party oh yeah you brought him to and stuff like that's just cool somebody that's just tougher and just like not scared of anything like that like i'm just fascinated by those people yeah and i think like for me it was his presence of mind that he was on tv and he could sit there and tell you everything you needed to know about this animal as he's creeping up to pounce on it like i mean it's just i, I don't know man i feel like you know from you know from our side you're like man that's crazy but he's like out there doing it in the in you know the threat of of death you know pretty much every time he's on tv and uh he just did it with such confidence and and like kept his composure i mean that's awesome when you when you really think about like his whole job 
and about what he did, and he was just such, such an entertainer too. Yeah, he checked all the boxes uh, as far as like you know, like what you say. He's in the he's in the the heat of the moment, but still like educating you, and also like extremely over the top passionate, right? About like you could tell he was passionate about what he was doing, and that he really cared about like you know the um, you know the health of the animals and conservation and all that kind of all that jazz. But he was a uh, yeah just a wild dude yeah like one of the most purest people of all time too so for sure i'll go with my second one and when i think about there wasn't many people that were bigger fans of racing than my grandpa there was one guy he had pictures of everywhere and it was dale earnhardt dale earnhardt to me is the greatest driver of all time he was the guy He was the man. I grew up a uh, – I was a Davey Allison fan as a kid, but it was always, uh, you know, Allison and Earnhardt, like, back and forth then. But, of course, Dave, Davey, uh, you know, uh, died young, and then uh, and then Earnhardt was just kind of the – he was it from then on uh, for the longest. I have, I have a, like, really – I'm sure there's a lot of people that have, like <laughs> – sad stories about like when he passed away but you know in in the south there you know there's people that's just like over the top right (laughs) and so when i have (laughs) i was in college i was uh i was taking i can't remember what course it was but there was like this there was like this guy that was probably like in his late 50s early 60s that come back to school and was in this class i still remember his name but i'm not gonna say it (laughs) but he uh he showed up the day after Earnhardt died, and he had on, like, in Intimidator, his jacket. And uh, when the professor just comes in and starts rocking, this is like a sociology class. <laughs> it's like a graduate-level sociology <laughs> class. And professor comes in <laughs> and starts rocking away on, on the lecture for today. And he stands up and interrupts him and says, I can't believe you're just going to come in here and carry on. <laughs> when one of the greatest men that's ever lived just passed away. And anyway, he's like, you're not even going to rate. And I mean, he just starts berating the professor and and starts like, like crying in the middle of it. I mean, it was like, looking back, it was one of the most surreal moments. And I, I'm not trying to like belittle that the man died, you know? I mean, that was like obviously tragic and it like crushed a lot of people. But that was uh, – that's that's what I'll always remember that. Yeah, I always remember that from the the day the day after he died. I need to get that guy's name. We got to get him on the pod. Definitely <laughs> mirror it out. So my third. I pick. mean, at at one point he tries to he tries to interrupt him. Sorry, he tried to interrupt him, and then he just like I'm just gonna let him go. I'm just gonna let him go. And the professor just like sits down sits down at his desk and just sits there and listens for like the next ten minutes. He just so. Had to get it off his chest. That's it. I need one of those jackets, I guess. Yeah, for real. I need to look into that. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to take the goat of all pets, and I'm taking just the old dog. The dog is, if, <laughs> if you're a cat person, you're a weirdo. Like, dogs are, they're king. 
I am a big, I'm a big dog guy. I actually don't have a dog right now. I do um, up at Aunt Linda's house, but um, me and Lindsay currently have a cat. So, you know, I don't know if I'm a great um, endorser for this, but I, I do agree with you that dogs are the goat. Um, truly man's best friend. It's hard to beat a good dog. Yep. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have, Braylon? I have a golden doodle. So. Oh wow! Okay, uh, I don't have a dog currently. We did. Uh, we, the last dog we had was a miniature Maltese, and he got um, he got taken off by a hawk. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, right. sorta. It's sad. It, it's tragic, yeah, that's but it's awful. funny. Uh, just like the did, Del, just like the Dale Earnhardt story. Did you see it happen? Uh, so I saw him get picked up once and dropped from about seven or eight foot and then it was just a few days later that he got taken off and i didn't actually see it but i heard him yelp and then i heard him yelp and then i heard him i heard him yelp again from like you know probably several hundred yards away and i could tell that it was coming from an elevation uh so man that's awful yeah, it was, it was. It is. It was awful. Is it? Is a. It was a teacup Maltese. So um, it was a bad deal. It was. It was a. A sad day at the Wingo House. Oh, so, I bet. But um, yeah. But I, 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 you know, cats and dogs, man. There, we have cats now. Uh, we live on. We've got like you know several acres, and so that our cats, they're like strictly outside. They don't come inside, and they're just like mousers yeah. you know so they're just always like bringing up stuff and laying it on the porch yeah. decapitating yeah i think you know, there's a difference i walked out in like being a cat person and having cats like having yeah, a sure. cat's perfectly yeah. fine like being the old cat lady that's a different story no offense to any old cat ladies that are listening yeah no uh my wife and i used to have a a, a pair of elderly sisters the young one was 94 and the old the young one was 94 and the older one was like 102 and they had they had like 17 cats oh my and we goodness. lived right next door to them and you could look that their door in their carport looked into their kitchen and you would see cats like walking around on the kitchen countertops oh, and stuff like that man. that's a cat that's a cat person and that's messed up yeah that's bad but uh yeah, you know, what's what's the old saying? It's like a dog's a dog looks at you like you know, you you uh, you love on me, you you like you you feed me, you play with me, you provide for me. You must be God. But a cat looks at the same situations like you love on me, you provide for me, you feed me. I must be God. That, like that sums <laughs> yeah. up their personalities. Definitely, that is that is spot on. All right, is it my turn? Yes. Am I up? Okay. Well, since somebody took my third round pick, let's see. Where are we going here? All right, I'm going to show my age a little bit on this one. And, yeah, I might have gave this away right before we started. But I'm going with the goat of mustaches, the greatest mustache of all time, and that is Mr. Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. Fire. Fire. Yeah, here's 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 you another shot right here. 
And there's a lot of other great mustaches out there, but I have to go with, with Selleck just because of, uh, you know, number one, just like overall sex appeal. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hawaiian T-shirts. Um, the willingness to, when they were absolute dumpster fire, still rock the Detroit Tigers hat <laughs> way back when. And, um, you know, anyway. It's just a classic. Like when you see a thick, dark mustache with a clean shaven face, like no, people immediately think Magnum PI. They immediately think Tom Selleck. Yep. Um, there, you know, there's some others that I considered uh, strong consideration for Paul Tuttle Senior from Orange County Choppers with the handlebars, yep. handlebar mustache. That's that's an iconic mustache. Uh, and then uh, also considered uh, Jamie Heineman, who's the guy with the, the curl mustache from the show Mythbusters. Um, mm-hmm. That's an iconic mustache. Both of them both of them do well, but I just don't think they're anywhere near Tom Selleck's level. So yeah, it's just it's the it's what the mustache stood for. You know what I mean? I mean just just I don't know, man. Just man. You know what I mean? Like he's just a that's just a guy's yeah. a, a just a a guy's dude. You know what I mean? And he just yeah, beautiful mustache. That's a really he good pick. Was, There's so like many shots, 50s. so many shots of him. Yes, yes, yes. It, you know, like he, he was Courtney like Cox on Friends. His mustache is what. Yeah, his mustache is like what Burt Reynolds wanted to be. There's so many right. pictures of him on like a like a beach in Hawaii with no shirt on, hairy chest, ripped. Short blue jean shorts on, cut off shorts, and a mustache, and he's just like, I mean, he's just got it going on. Yeah. He's you put some avi- aviators on that, and it's game over. <laughs> For sure. So when you flashed it before the show, I thought it was, I just barely caught a glance of it. I thought it was Lionel Richie. I thought you were taking the GOAT American Idol judge. <laughs> That's what I was expecting no. out there. Our Sabi Cole is next. Um, back to back. Man, this is where it gets tough. Because um, it's like, which way do you want to go? You know, like I'm a big sports guy, so sports come to comes to mind immediately. And I have to go. I have to go with the best Olympian ever, um, as far as medal count, and it's Michael Phelps. Um, the dude is literally a fish. Um, I think he has pretty much every swim record at one point. Um, I know in the Olympics, what was it, 2008 and then 2012, I mean, he just put on one of the best, um, performances I've ever seen in my life. And like, he just rallied America. Like, I don't, I mean, it was like America was like a swim, like everybody watched that Olympics for some reason, and it was just huge. I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, I feel like ever since then, you know, we lose a superstar. We have you know, like Simone Biles and like the gymnastics team. But other than that, I mean, nobody really watches the Olympics that much. But for some reason, everybody was tuned in to watch the swimmer swim uh, that year, or those those two. I guess those two years. And um, yeah, he's he's the goat, uh, goat swimmer, goat Olympian, whatever you want to call it. But Michael Phelps. Yeah, he won every race he was in, I think. Like every everything yeah. they would let him swim in, he won it. Um pretty pretty crazy. Um just a 
to have the to have the pressure and then to go out and perform, I think is is something that you know every I guess every to some degree every pro has that ability, but to rise to the top and be the best like that over and over again, um, it's definitely something that is very impressive. Uh, just like in the span of humans, you know what I mean? Because like. You got to think this is these are the best of the best swimmers from across the world, and he's just dominating all of them. And uh, he did it for pretty good, a pretty good long time too. So, um, but after that, uh, the next goat, um, another sports guy. You know, people love him, people hate him, but I feel like he's the one who really started the goat discussion, and it's Tom Brady. Um, he's kind of hit a rough patch here here recently. Uh, but I feel like he was the first one that people were like, he's the GOAT. And that was when he was still with the Patriots. He won a Super Bowl since then, so he's just even more the GOAT. And I don't want to hear people in the comments, well, Peyton Manning had better stats. I don't care. I don't care about Peyton Manning's stats. I don't care about, you know, I don't, I don't care about any of that. I, I don't care about what Joe Namath did back in the day. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Um, you can count the rings on his fingers, except the wedding ring. Don't call, don't count that one. All the championship rings. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Too soon. I mean, he's just, just he's a leader of men. He, he's, just, he's the goat. I feel like he's the original goat. Uh, and, and like, that's where, I feel like that's where that saying came from, right? Or was there somebody else before that? Maybe, maybe LeBron. Maybe it was the LeBron Jordan debate. That's right. Maybe that's where it that's came from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But there's no debate in football. Like, Tom Brady is the GOAT. You can debate. You can pick a side, MJ, LeBron. You could pick different baseball players. But Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than any other than any other team has. He has seven. The next team is the Patriots. They have six, and that's because he won all six of them. It's like there's no debate there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's your stat right there, right? Yeah. yeah. He's on his second hand. So what – can I can I sidebar there? Then we're, if the, if that's if that's the if that's what punches the ticket to Goat Mountain, like is where does that put you on Bill Russell? I I think it's different in football just because like he has more than every other team. So like if Bill Russell had you know more than any other team had, then I don't think there's even a debate for that. But he's got like he has what ten or eleven. And there are like several guys that have that. Many. Yeah, something like that. I hear you. I'm, I'm, I've always been about that argument. People always talk about, you know, Jordan. They bring up the rings, and I, you know, I always was like, well, Bill Russell has a kajillion rings, and so I, I mean, I'm, right. I'm for bringing that argument up. Um, I think it's, you know, also, you know, a great troll to the super hardcore Jordan fans. But I think it's also a legitimate argument. And Bill Russell averaged yeah. like 14 points a game. So that's, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. That's, that's what I always go to. I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, so believe it or not, you now have both stolen one of my picks. So Braylon takes Joey Chestnut, and then Cole takes – I was going to go greatest Olympian of all time with Michael Phelps. Really? All kinds of sweet <laughs> stats on 
like the amount of food that he consumed, you know, stuff like that in training. I thought some of that stuff was interesting. So I'm going to go way was, off label you, here. Can I can I ask you a question real quick? What was his calorie count? Yeah, Do you it, have that up? Yeah, well, it, 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 I you find different information on it, but like there's pretty consistently across the web, like and where I look, that he would consistently consume in the neighborhood of 15,000 calories a day when he was in the midst <laughs> wow. of like heavy training. So that is crazy. It's, uh, that yeah, it's pretty pretty consistent. It's like a lot day would be ten thousand calories. So and his wingspan's yeah. like eight and a half feet long. He's just a freak. But it's like if you, yeah, you know if you're eating like that, <laughs> and your heart's not stopping, or you're not. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the amount of hours he's putting in the pool has to be just astronomical, oh, ridiculous to burn that up. Yeah. The uh, so I'm gonna go way off label here. So this is not um, this is gonna be a curveball. I'm going with <laughs> the greatest fictional pee wee hockey coach of all time, the Minnesota Miracle okay. Man, Gordon Bombay. <laughs> now we're talking. Gordon Bombay, Coach Bombay, coached the underdog District Nine to a Minnesota State Championship. <laughs> Beating his childhood team in perennial power, the Hawks. Also passing down his famous, famous triple deep move to team captain, Charlie Conway. So that – did you watch the new one of that? How did you feel well, about that? I did. I did. I watched the new series. I got, uh, Coach Bombay also coached many of those same kids along with some additional standouts from around the country to a gold medal in the Junior Goodwill Games over Globy, Global Hockey Power Iceland. <laughs> And managed to land a date with Iceland's smoking hot assistant coach in the process. That's awesome. <laughs> other other peewee hockey coaches considered for this this award? There are none. <laughs> Fictional peewee hockey coaches. Maybe all the other guys that came in second in Mighty Ducks. How about that? I did watch the new series to answer your question, or I have been watching it. I watched the first season, and I watched the. Um, I've watched, uh, I think, every episode so far in season two. They're on season two of that show. So, just, all right, honest opinion, season one was kind of cool just because of the throwback to all the original movies, you know, a lot of, like, cameos and stuff. Uh, season two, not so much. Like, they're starting to lose me, so they're going to have to come on strong or else they're going to lose me. So That's what I've heard. I haven't watched any of it, but that's what there's, basically I've heard from everyone else, too. Yeah, season season one was pretty good because you they brought back a lot of the original cast. Most of them were just cameos, you know. I mean, it's it's all it's all about like these new kids. I mean, it's a Disney show, but anyway, it was a way to get my kids interested in going back and watching the original movies. Yeah, so I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I got to go back and watch them all. Like grow, uh, well, not growing up, I guess I was. I'm probably too old to be like enjoying Mighty Ducks movies, but like those, those were movies that Never like ever came in and they were on. <laughs> if they were on TV, like I'm watching them, you know, like that. That's one of them. That's like if I'm flipping through and it's on, it's like okay, well I've seen it a million times, but I'm going to stop because it never gets old watching a knuckle puck, you know. So. <laughs> so is it just that movie, or is it like are you a big Miracle fan too? Um. I mean, 
I'm a I'm a fan of of the U.S. <laughs> winning, but I and I'm not a fan of the movie necessarily. Okay. I felt like Kurt Douglas did a good job playing the coach and all, yeah. but I wasn't like I, I I didn't think that movie itself was like you know it was it was good, but it didn't it didn't catch me. See, it's up there for me. It didn't get me like Mighty Ducks did. Yeah, it's like top five for me. So I didn't really? know if you were just a big hockey fan or. You just enjoyed the Mighty Ducks just scratched that itch for you. Yeah, I just like the Mighty Ducks. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was a big Emilio Estevez fan from like uh Young Guns. So the <laughs> the uh the went Young Guns and Young Guns too. So uh and I don't I don't know if you guys remember there was a there was a movie called Men at Work that was uh that was Emilio and Charlie Sheen both and they were garbage men. <laughs> It, that's a classic. They they end up like finding a dead body inside of a fifty five gallon drum while they're trying to dispose of anyway because they're garbage men. Yeah. And it was like anyway, it's it's a good that's a good watch if you ever get a chance. So I don't really know where to go from here. None of my picks have been taken yet, and I have ten written down. And I honestly like all of them the same. So I guess I'm just going to stick with my go with my gut. I'm going to take. Heath Ledger is the greatest movie villain, which I guess is kind of counterintuitive since you've already taken the sports villain. But Heath Ledger is the Joker. To me, that's like the best acting performance of all time. It was pretty great. Uh, I remember I was... I, can't, I don't remember how old I was when I saw that movie the first time. We went and saw it in theaters. And... Um, I mean, I was truly scared of the Joker. We, I had seen the, you know, the old Batman's and the Jack Nicholas um, uh, Joker, and um, I just, it was so, it was so good. And then I hate that he had to, uh, or that he passed away, because um, I mean, what a great career that would have, it would have uh, been for him. But I mean. That movie is just one a great movie. Two, he makes it just because of how in he goes as the Joker. I mean, if you're like you don't even realize it's Heath. Like, you, there's no Heath Ledger there. Like, it is the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Like sadistic for sure. He, the scene that get that got me like so quick was when he busts up in the meeting of a bunch of the guys and he does the thing where he. Was it like a pencil or something on the table? That's like, oh my gosh, that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up, man. That's yeah. that's like this guy. This guy is, uh, yeah, he was he was creepy, that's, but he was a f- phenomenal actor. I, I tell you, oh the, yeah. one of my favorite Heath Ledger roles though is, uh, I mean, other than the Joker in in that one, is uh, a Knight's Tale. Oh, great movie! Have you all seen that? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good stuff. That was a good pick. Okay, I'm glad I got that then. I just felt like I had to get that on the graphic somewhere. And yeah. now, now I don't know where to go because I have two sports ones left. So I'll have a lot of honorable mentions. But I think I have to take the greatest bounty hunter of all time, and it's Dog the Bounty Hunter. Like he's He has earned that name. <laughs> he is the bounty hunter. So there's... 
when you think of bounty hunters, there's only one guy that comes to mind, and it's him. That's pretty good. He probably has the best mullet, dude. Maybe. Yeah. Got two dogs on my board. Yeah. <laughs> dog and dog. Uh, they maybe Boba Fett from Star Wars. That was be the only other bounty hunter I could even think of. Right. Uh, man, I don't know. This is my last pick coming up. Yes. Is that right? I don't even know where to. Um, y'all have taken two of my picks. I got more, but um, some of these. I just don't feel – I kind of want to share them when we're done. Are we allowed to do that, yes. some of the things we can see? Oh, yeah, can we're sure that? that. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go with this then. And and I'm this one is actually a shout-out to you guys for you uh, – um, uh, Braylon mentioned to me once before of doing a, a, a draft of best naps. Have you guys done that yet? No. Did you end up doing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> okay, well, you'll get, get somebody else for it, and they're not allowed to use this one, okay, because this is a shout-out. So All I'm right. going with the greatest TV painter of all time, Mr. Bob Ross. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, so unbelievable. Well, first off, can you name any other TV painters? Because I can't. Uh, Bob Ross, and also... Um, unbelievable mullet right i mean not mullet um afro unbelievable afro going on there just classic and just the most soothing monotone voice that you could here's a happy little tree and some clouds we'll feather them into the left and just the most monotone pleasing voice and that was going to be like right up there at the top of my best naps okay Best naps uh, draft it, where it places and times to take a nap. Uh, Bob Ross would have been extremely high on the list because it's like, and what's because he draws you in. It's like, oh wow, that's a mountain. Oh wait, no, that's a reflection of a mountain. And then the next thing you know, it's it's seven o'clock in the Just morning. Slow. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> that's awesome. So, Bob Ross, nope. that's where that's where I'm. That's where I feel good about finishing there. The longevity of Bob Ross is almost unmatched. Like I feel like he hasn't done a show in forever, and you still see memes and posts of him all the time. Well, he 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 died when do y'all do you do you guys remember? Mm. Um, I don't know. I could, I could I could look it up real quick. It was uh, I mean he's he's been passed away quite quite a while back, I believe. I mean, he still has uh, like a like a special on Netflix, right, or something like that. You can find like his ninety. Yeah, that's right. Nineteen ninety five is when he, he passed away. away. Wow, he passed away in nineteen ninety five. That's wild. how about that? That is wild, considering how much you still see him. Considering that that guy, how many people? You, there's not a Halloween goes by that you at least don't see on Facebook or Instagram. Somebody dressed up like Bob Ross. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Passed away 30 years ago. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, you could make it you could make a strong argument that he he was way more popular after he passed away than any time while he was living probably. 
So anyway, I feel good about that. All right, Cole, close this out. That's a, we'll that's a pretty good one. Mentions. Um, this one, it depends on your TV coverage, um, if you see him or not. Um, but I got to stay true to my roots. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about staying true to my roots. You know, I, I go with I go with what I know, as me and Braylon call it, running the ball. So I got to run the ball here for myself. Um, and I got to go Jim Rome as the goat of <laughs> as the goat of uh, I guess day daily radio shows. I don't know. He's the goat. Um, he's not scared to go there. He's not scared to call anybody out and then have them on the show. He's like what Colin uh, Colin Cowherd wants to be. Um, I mean, I feel like he's just been around forever. He's hilarious. I listen to him every day. He doesn't even talk about things that I really like. Like he talks about, you know, horse racing and and the NFL and like he's like a big basketball guy, you know. And he doesn't really talk about college football or baseball. But I mean, I still listen to him. He has a great voice. He's hilarious. There's clips of him. He does these rants, and he has a rant about softball, and I think it's hilarious because it'll really humble you um, if you get get too into softball. It really it really t- make you kind of take that step back and think about it. And um, he talks about um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. He goes he goes in. What is that dude's name? It's a court. He's a play quarterback in the NFL, and he has him. And Jim Rome is like super young. It's back in the '90s, and he calls him Chris um, something. I cannot remember. Oh, I remember that when he but flips he's the there. table. Yeah, and Chris is like a tennis player, like a female tennis player. And I can. It's the last name is the same. I, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. He calls him. He's like the football player is like you won't call me Chris again. Like you've been saying that all the time, you know, on your radio show. But I'm here right now, and you you won't say it to my face again. And he goes, okay, Chris. And dude just flips the table, comes at him. They they had to cut the show off. Shoves it was off great. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's absolutely hilarious. But yeah, uh, goat of sports radio, midday sports radio, I guess, Jim Rome. So do you know who that is, Blake? Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, okay. I like Rome. He he goes. Uh, he'll go hard in the paint too. He's not. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. it, for whatever reason, he it, he comes across different when he does it versus when Cowherd does it. Like that, I you know, I, I'm not. I I mean, admittingly, I don't listen to either one of them a lot, but um, but I I like him. So I like him. He and he cuts an awesome promo too. Oh yeah, that he does. Like a little sh- a short clip. Yeah. So me and Cole were close enough to where I kind of know where his brain goes a lot. And two of his favorite people is Frank Caliendo and Jim Rome. <laughs> so anytime Frank Caliendo goes live on like Instagram, Cole gets on there and he just spams, hey, do the Jim Rome impression. And he just says it over and over and over until he eventually does it. Oh, yeah. So you've got him to do it <laughs> and like it's, a handful it's, of times, haven't you? I Yeah, I think, I think it's – like been like 10 times now like i'll just catch him like when i'm just bored at night he'll be he'll just you know he'll go live and he'll do like his impressions and everybody's like do iron man yeah. do do john c Riley, do morgan freeman and i'm just in there jim rome do the jim rome impression and he'll you know that's absolutely phenomenal incredible it's hilarious he does it spot on yeah. and he does on tiktok he oh, did yeah. like a voicemail um 
as Jim Rome, and I have it saved. I want to make it my voicemail, some, but I don't know. You know I have to take the audio out or something, but it's great. <laughs> that's solid. That, that's solid. I like that. Yeah, Caliendo's <laughs> fantastic. I like him, too. He's so I'm shocked you didn't draft him, Cole. Yeah, I like his. I should have because he is the he is the goat of of imper, or I guess like voice voice impersonator or what I don't know what you call that. Um, yeah, but he's just the John Gruden stuff too yeah. is just is so funny back in the day on yeah. ESPN. Yeah, but it was his Madden that made him like really popular, right? Yeah, he, yeah, because he went on his, his Madden impersonator on Madden, right, and did it. Or so he did something yeah. crazy. It's so funny. He had like a bit talking about a turducken or something like that <laughs> as a Madden. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And the Charles Barkley. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That was that that was the Yeah. So I had a handful that I didn't get to. Sports, I had Tiger Woods and Wayne Gretzky. And then yeah, I had, them too. I had yeah. Reese's best candy. USA, okay, goat solid. country. Yeah, and then I had Big Daddy is the goat movie. Okay, which y'all did just do Adam Sandler. I did appreciate. Yeah. It. I think all three of y'all had it in the top five. Did I we? Think. Okay, I know I did. Yeah, but I was expecting it to be one yeah, I'm- on everyone's list. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like I said, we record our episodes, and so sometimes that's like, you know, Mine's. somebody will come up to me and say, "Hey, I remember that." <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I listened to the episode, and da da da. You know, it may be that we recorded it a month ago, and I'm like, "What did I say?" Especially when somebody's like, "Man, you were talking about this, and you're so stupid," you know, and they start railing on me about something, <laughs> and it's like I can't defend myself because I don't know what they're talking about. But uh, so I have to. Remind me of what I said again. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I do remember the Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, I went fifty first dates because I, uh, man, Sean Austin in fifty first dates wearing his mesh tank tops and with talking with the lisp, it just owns me. It, it destroys me. And uh, anyway, and I, I think him and Drew Barrymore were like they just they were good together in that movie. But um, yeah, Big Daddy was in my top five. For sure. And Mr. Deeds. Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds both. Mm-hmm. Both are solid. I, I got some honorable mentions. Uh, I went... I, I Some of my other ones were way, way, way off label as well. Uh, I had... Uh, let's see. Greatest television themes... Oop, greatest television theme song of all time. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. Uh it's classic. It's an iconic. Um, let's see what else. Since since this is this is sports talk, the greatest permanent marker of all time, the Sharpie. I don't know if that's not focusing for me there. But anyway, <laughs> the Sharpie is the greatest permanent marker <laughs> of one. all time. You don't ever see any other Sharpies yeah. in the uh, or any other markers. It's always no. Sharpie. <laughs> always Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said, y'all got my uh, – my Joey Chestnut, my Michael Phelps pick. Oh, I had the this one will show my age as well, but uh the greatest greatest dinner roll of all time is the Quincy's big fat yeast roll. <laughs> so Quincy's big fat yeast roll. So I 
at Quincy's, it was yeast rolls were all you could eat. And when I was in high school, we used to go to Quincy's in Jasper because it was the closest Quincy's to us. And me and some buddies, you could you you go in and order the buffet, right? And then yeast rolls and the dessert bar were free. And so we got them on a technicality. <laughs> we got them on a technicality one time. And me and some buddies went in. There's like four of us go in there and we sit down and order a sweet tea. And <laughs> we, we all order a glass of tea <laughs> and then just start hammering yeast rolls in the dessert bar <laughs> for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Till the waitress comes over and says, uh, you guys are going to have to order a buffet if you want to stay. We're like, y'all said that, you know, and we, like I said, we got them on a technicality and they ended up changing the wording of the menu at Quincy's and Jasper because of me and my friends. (laughs) That is awesome. I mean, we we probably ate 10 baskets of big fat yeast rolls and about five trips to the dessert bar. Uh, I had one more. Oh yeah. Here we go. Greatest men's underwear of all time. Duluth bare naked underwear. (laughs) I don't know if you guys only need to lose. I've never, you know, I don't, Christmas is coming up. A lot of people to have told me that I need to invest in underwear because I'm just like, you know, I'm going to get whatever, you know, the 10 pack from Amazon or I'll go down to Walmart, which is like, and it's, those are starting to get expensive. So I might need to invest in some, in some actual good underwear. Yeah. So I got, I, it started as a Christmas gift. Um, I think like my mom or something, you know, my mom's still like, you know, I'm like 40 years old and my mom still gives me a stocking for Christmas and she like packs it full of stuff and she gives me a stocking and it has Duluth bare naked underwear in it. And, uh, that's, that's nice. That, and so I, yeah, as soon as I tried them, it was just like life changing. And so like actually the day, the day after I wore them for the first time where I wore them all day, I tweeted at the end of that day, my tweet was, I remember it like it was yesterday. I said, at Duluth Trading, I said, one day I'll wake up and all that will be in my underwear do- do- drawer is your underwear, and then I'll know I've arrived. And you know what they did? They sent me a coupon for a free pair of underwear because I, I guess because I sick. added them or whatever. So I know, yeah. So I got then I had two, and then so from then on I would I would just I would tell my wife and. My mom, it's like, hey, y'all just buy me a pair of underwear every year, and that's several years ago. And then they, would, they got to where they get me too, and so now it's like that's all I have is Duluth underwear. So I, I guess I've arrived. Anyway, I think that's it. That was all my honorable mentions there. What'd you have, Cole? I had uh, I had a couple different ones. Um, I usually like to do these things. I'll put a little preparation and I'll kind of think about it, but I don't I don't usually write things down just because, you know, I'm hard-headed and that's just how I am. So I kind of had to come with it off the top of my top of the dome, uh which I feel like is pretty on brand anyways, but um I was split. Well, I had uh William Shakespeare's best playwright. Um I don't know if I could have could have lived with myself if that was on my list, but I feel like it's notable. Um and then TV Chef, Goat TV Chef, I was pretty split on this one too because I had Gordon Ramsay, and then I also had Emerald. So I'm like, I feel like Emerald kind of, you know, paved the way for TV chefs uh, back in the day, and you know he has some pretty good restaurants too. Um, you know, Nick Saban obviously was one of the ones that came to mind, but 
you know, I kind of just have beef with him right now. Um, I'll be over it here in about a week when uh, when I yell at Bill O'Brien from the, you know, from the from the catwalk or whatever when I see him walking out of the stadium. Uh, but then we'll be all good. Mm. So, um, and then the last one, I feel like I got to put my mom up there. Uh, I feel like whenever, anytime I talk about my mom, I feel like I'm always saying that she's the goat. And uh, so, goat, goat, Walmart employee. You know, I, I don't know, uh, goat mom. I don't know, but yeah, I got to put her on there. She could have, she could have made a, a run at yeah, Jesus so he, for goat human. She'd have been at least. Yeah, safe. I know. That's yes. That's what I started thinking about. Yeah. So he 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 mentions his mom and Jesus, and so that makes Braylon <laughs> and I absolute trash. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't take your mom. That would your list would have been made us look awful. <laughs> well. I mean, I don't know. I just, I figured, I, I don't know, man. I feel like th- every time we go somewhere, she's like a Gardendale celebrity of some, you know, everybody knows who she is. <laughs> she's the, she's the, the, the phone lady in Walmart. Like, I don't know. She's been there. Um, I don't know how many years it's been. She's, she'll probably slap me for even talking about it. But um, I think that uh, she's, she's like a celebrity. I mean, literally we can't go to, to Walgreens and Gardendale and somebody would say, Hey, I love my phone or I love the TV that you showed me. Like, I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. She really is like the sweetest woman on earth, but that's it. Let's y'all got anything else. I'm good, man. I appreciate, uh, Blake, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, Flexing that brain on us, man. That you had some really good picks. I was. Uh, that's why. That's one of my favorite parts about bringing different people on, getting d- different people opinion, different people's opinions. You know, always mixing it up, keep keeping you on your toes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we'll have to have you guys on our podcast. Uh, we just we all we need is a topic. Yeah, we can we can bring a topic. We uh we do ours in person uh but we do have the ability to obviously you know video or phone in either one so if y'all don't want to come and sit in the studio and smell us that's fine hey i'm i'm all about coming in i like i like good smells you know what i mean uh i'm down to come we, in we've been trying to uh <laughs> we've been trying to get we've been trying to get the studio uh dialed in a little you know little bits at a time and so we're 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 getting there. We've got our our table and our chairs and and all the mic placement and all that kind of stuff like we like it. But um, our next so our next move is to transport that table to uh, another room with its a uh, little more man cave ish, I guess. So that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, yeah, well, love to have you guys on. So let's make it happen. Heck yeah, yeah. So y'all go subscribe, listen to. Uh, Blake's podcast, Unclever podcast. I mean, they have, they've done everything. You'll find an episode on there that you're interested in. They're all three pretty funny guys, so y'all go check them out. But other than that, that's yeah, I appreciate it, it guys. We'll, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, uh, I, get, I like what you guys have going. So I'm, uh, I'm catching up. I'm catching up on all your all your episodes. So I appreciate it. I man. think y'all were out of the gate before us, weren't you? We started last March. Y'all, man. Was y'all's first episode out before? Oh yeah, was yeah. it last March? Yeah, so y'all were out. It was March. Man, how many episodes in are you guys? Forty-seven, forty-eight. Something. Yeah, yep. so I so lost. Guess, I yeah. lost count. I was keeping count pretty good, and then I lost count. 
I feel like uh, I've moved like I feel like twice since we started. So I've just been in a in shambles. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll have to you'll have to uh, get your count uh, current so you at least know when you hit a hundred. That's got to be a big show, right? That's right. That's right. It's like a like when UFC has those has those those big shows. You've been able to get, put put together the perfect card. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I have to do something for fifty. I think fifty. I think we're at like forty seven, forty eight. I'll have to double check. Gotcha. But that's it, I guess. That's all I got. Yeah, let's um, let's get out of here, Blake. We appreciate you, man. Um, yeah, let's have a good week. Love you guys.